it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper in the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Great Chrissy McVie. Well, he, she and her husband, part of Fleetwood Mac, getting divorced in 1976. Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks breaking up in 1976. And Mick Fleetwood also getting a divorce. A massive dysfunction. And yet, massive success. That's today's topic. Joining me now, I'm so excited, is the great Dr. Tim Charlton. Tim, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us, and mazel tov on your new baby. Ah, good morning. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I want... Yeah, Roger... Yeah? Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell was in the delivery room when... Uh, <laughs> And announced that my baby was going to be drafted in the second round. It came out as a big one. <laughs> I love it. Tim, I've always wanted to learn from you about the big toe. We all know how we walk. Our heel makes contact, our foot gets flat, and we launch forward by toe off, if you will. There's a moment in gait when all of my 200 pounds is actually on my big toe. I want you to teach us a little bit about those two little kneecaps, basically, the sesamoid bones that are in the flexor tendon. But I've always wanted to ask you this question about the big toe. I get that it flexes and extends, and I get that it abducts and adducts. It goes side to side. What, or maybe not, does it rotate? And if it does, how do you get rotation in the big toe? It acts most like uh, a knee joint. So it is really sort of an extension and a flexion, a bending toe. Mm-hmm. There isn't tons of side-to-side motion because Mother Nature realized that we really want to be efficient in that launching. It's a springboard. It's a launching point. Mm. In addition, the sesamoids, which are these two little tiny bones about the size of your fingertip, are like little baby kneecaps of the toe. Mm-hmm. So everyone's familiar with the kneecap and their knee. The knee really does act like a toe or the toe acts like a knee. Hmm. So what exactly is turf toe, which really ended Deion Sanders' career, and we just saw the reason that a 42-year-old quarterback, for many reasons, but the main reason was he wasn't going up against a 100% healthy Patrick Mahomes who then ends up having to have this toe surgery. What is turf toe? Why do football players or other athletes get it? And what do you do to fix it? Well, they get it because they're doing 25 car crashes a day Hmm. professionally. Hmm. They're doing it with 300-pound guys falling on top of them. Hmm. What turf toe is, and and, uh, we mentioned that the launching point that's springboard, like a diving board. Mm -hmm. The turf toe is in the diving board analogy, if you were jumping on the end of the board trying to spring into the pool, 
the sesamoids and the plantar plate are the two little rivets at the base of the board that connect it to the cement. Hmm. If you let go of those rivets, you can see where the diving board is going. Hmm. And Patrick Mahomes, he had the rivets very loose. And in fact, both the rivets were loose and pulling out of the diving board. And the diving board wasn't very efficient at all. In addition to not being efficient, it's incredibly painful, as you can anticipate. He truly is uh, impressive. Hmm. Does the turf make a difference in turf toe? Does the shoe that the player is wearing make a difference? How important is yeah, the, the surface and the, and the sneaker or the shoe in foot problems, particularly in turf toe? That's a wonderful question, and the answer is yes. And the NFL has done a lot of research in trying to protect the players for that very purpose. When AstroTurf came out, uh, we saw uh, this injury, this brand-new injury, come about, hence the name. Hmm. Uh, we really didn't see it in grass, and the reason was was that grass was a little slippery. And if you were going to really crank on your toe and bend it, past the point of where it wants to bend, your toe could dig into the turf or it could slide out. Hmm. And with the advent of AstroTurf, we saw the friction of the shoe to the surface being so extreme that there was no place for it to go. Hmm. Some of the changes in the property of the turf have helped. Like when you see turf now, when you watch football, you'll see little tiny specks of rubber sort of fly up when people get tackled. And that's to try to mimic the friction properties of regular grass. Hmm. You know, I'd love to take advantage of you being on the line right now to teach the listeners about gait, how we walk. Um, it's it's such a, a basic part of our lives, and it gets ruined by shoe wear. It gets ruined by lots of things. People get lots and lots of foot problems, which you're an expert in. But teach us a little bit about the basics of gait, the three phases of gait. I think they'd appreciate your wisdom. Oh, well, hopefully I can get my clapper vision uh, <laughs> nice and tuned up. Um Vision. It's actually a pretty remarkable thing, the whole concept of gait, because the foot, Mother Nature designed a very clever design. And in the middle of the foot, the way she oriented the bones was in a, such a clever way that the foot in certain directions could be flexible and in other directions would be very rigid. And the best analogy that I could use is a hinge on a door. Hmm. In certain directions, the hinge is very flexible, but in other directions, the hinge, you can't move at all. Hmm. And that really is the basic of the foot and how it's designed. Hmm. It goes from a flexible hinge to a rigid hinge. How important is the shoes in leading to foot problems? 